jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. I'm Chewy from the Mana Pool, and also from Monday Night Magic. That's why I'm here doing this, and it's on this channel. It's all interconnected. This explains many things. Manipool, Manipool, Manipool. Yeah. Half-Life 3 confirmed. I don't think that's how that works, but yes. I mean, it, it by virtue of me saying it, it won't work. That's true. So the confused guy with Half-Life 3 is Squee? It's true. I have not played any of the Half-Life games, but I own all of them. Thanks, Steam. Me too. Carry on to glue this. And yeah, the guy down there at the end who is also confused but not about Half-Life 3 is Clues. Hey, that's sort of my name. I'm sorry, Cluze. <laughs> hey, that's still only sort of my name. The way people on the internet spell it. <clears throat> that's right. Hooray, hello everyone. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good whatever time you're hearing, seeing, ingesting this. So, yeah. Since now you're, available in all, pill form. It always comes back to cannibalism with clues, if you notice this. It is a theme. Uh, okay, fine. One of these days, we're going to be recording an episode, and he's just going to, out of nowhere, reach off the screen, and then just pull up, like, a drumstick and start eating it. <laughs> and we're not going to ask. We don't want to know. No. Uh, plausible deniability. So, that's what that's all about. This is Monday Night Magic number 651, which is so not a small number. Nope. Not up there. And we actually have a lot to talk about. It's pre release weekend. But we'll get to that. Which usually means nothing to talk about. Yeah, usually nothing happens on pre release weekend. But if you could see the amount of tabs I have open here, good lord. (laughs) We've secretly replaced nothing to talk about with a bunch of things. Let's see if they notice. <laughs> we well, did. <laughs> didn't see anything. All right, you want to play Overwatch? We got this. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> I still well, only fun. have one of the legendary skins <laughs> from this Overwatch event, so I'd much rather be doing that. <laughs> uh, so, let's get to it. <laughs> First up, uh, even though it was pre-release weekend... As has been well publicized, the Mythic Championship 2. Are they just going to keep calling them numbers? That seems really odd. That seems like a mistake that's happening everywhere that's only going to get worse with time. Unless it's it's 2019. Well, it's 2019 MC2, but that's still dumb. Hmm. Like, I wonder if next year it'll be, like, 2020 Mythic Championship 2. Probably? Hmm. I don't like it, though. Like, I get that they're not attaching the set name to it, and they can't really go by seasons, considering people in the Southern Hemisphere also play Magic. Yeah, and going by location is apparently a thing they've given up on again. Yeah. So, yeah. But Eli Loveman knocked it down. So, remember, this Mythic Championship had a variety of things going on. It was modern... Uh, for the constructed portion, the uh, uh, limited portion was uh, War of the Spark draft, which is cool. Yeah. They were testing the London Mulligan, because it's in London. Oh, yeah, they were doing that. And they were also doing, for the first time, 
the everyone gets to see their opponent's deck list thing. So, no idea how all that worked. I guess we'll hear about that later. They also were testing the pH balance of half of the players and then applying sodium to a third of those people to see what happens. Saltiness ensued. Just testing everything. I suddenly hate Squee. You should. That was not good. Suddenly, Moving on. Moving on. So yeah, Eli Loveman won the whole thing. And here, here's your top eight. What was he playing, though? Uh, Declas aren't in order. Oh, Why he was playing of course humans. not. Look at those humans. Does it have... It does not have... Look, it's not in front of me, so I'd, uh, I can't remember the name. Keswick Malcontents. Remembered. I love that as a one-off finisher in these decks, but apparently not. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place was Matt Sperling, who was playing Affinity. Wow. Does it contain any Affinity cards? Mm. No. How much credit do you want to give Cranial Plating? I, I, mm. Cranial Plating does not have Affinity. <sighs> no, it has Honorary Affinity, which is like Affinity, but not... It's the Diet Coke of Affinity. Or is that Metalcraft? It's the RC Cola of Affinity. Ooh. That's cold. Anyway. Maybe serve it right. Who's in third? Oh, Alexander Hain was playing Tron. What flavor Tron? Looks like the Monogreen Tron. Although, literally the only green card is uh, Ancient Stirrings. Oh, no, there's <laughs> Sylvan Scrying. Too. Sylvan Scrying, yeah. Your sorceries are allowed to be green. Yeah. That's it, though. All you That's need... It. Five uh, forests. Fourth place, Adrian Zhu, I think is how you say that, was running. Also Tron. Also Tron. Also But he's green running Thrag Tusk and Worldbreaker. Yeah. So he's at least got some green in it that is Thrag Tusk. Wow. Swag Tusk. You remember that guy? I do. I, I remember running eight of them in my deck. The other four were Resto Angel. I remember hating them. <laughs> Huh. Fifth place, we've got uh, Tian Wen playing Titan Shift. Ooh. Look, look, he's playing one Vuli Acid Moss in Modern and a Mythic Championship. That's crazy talk. It's funny. Next up, BBD. Brian Bronduin was playing Humans. Also with no malcontent. Hmm. Dang. Alas. Who, who is this? Chris Kvartek. That's a cool name. Was also playing humans. Still no Kessick Malcontents? Still none. But there is an Anathens of the Forest. Were, were they content, you think, this weekend? I think so. <laughs> I think they were busy at the pre-release or something. <laughs> and then rounding out... Uh, the top eight, Javier Dominguez was running Is It Phoenix? It is. It totally is. With Pyromancer Ascension, too, which is funny. Huh. Uh, excuse me. Now, remember, this was normal modern, not War of the Spark included. War of the Spark was only in limited. Okay? Okay. Because that's not out yet. Because that's nope, not out yet. totally not. 
Apple Cork in the chat just says, This top eight needs more Phoenix. I was told it needed to be banned. People have been saying that, but let's go see how other... Oh, I know, win. I know. The uh, the London Mulligan beats Phoenix. That's the solution. We'll go with that. Uh, it's, it's not right, just to be clear, but... Yeah, I think it helps Phoenix, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> let's go to the 24 to 27 points thing. We've got Dredge. There's some Phoenix. No, that was Dominguez. That's the same Phoenix. Just ignore that. There's some Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Pascal Grossman, ad nauseum. Hmm. Oh, there's more Phoenix. Humans. More humans. Red El- Red Eldrazi. What? Oh, with the hiccups. Excuse me, with the obligator. With the hiccups. And the hiccups. And getting shot at. That's an Overwatch joke. It's true. Oh, hey, we'll talk about this guy in a minute. Marcel Pratt. Actually, let's talk about him right now. Marcel Pratt played Ad Nauseam at Mythic Championship London to uh, an 8-2 and two record. Right? Pretty cool, huh? That's pretty spicy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he also, he 0-3'd the first draft on day one because uh, he had flight issues and was late. So he just didn't didn't play those. But that mean, but he made day two just on his modern play, which is which is nuts. Seems yeah. good. And then he drafted on day two. And Nothing surprising impo- there. Yeah, yeah. This is important though because it was his first Mythic Championship draft. It was his first War of the Spark draft. Makes sense. It was his first draft. Like, period. Ever. That's hard mode. That right? Is hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is... That harkens back to the days of playing a game at Blockbuster where you don't have the guide and they didn't print things on the back, so you just discover how the characters work as they die repeatedly. Yeah. By jumping into spiky walls. So, uh... Yeah, I... Uh, he actually... Uh, while I was asking around, he, he poked me on Twitter... Because all I saw was tweets about somebody at the Mythic Championship did their first draft ever on day two. And I was like, huh? But there, were never, there was never a name attached to it. So uh, uh, I think it was My Name is 14 in the Discord server did some uh, digging around, found his name. And then people on Twitter responded to me with his name. And then he responded to me. I asked him how he did in his first draft ever. He said one and two. I was like, dude, that's sick. He's like, I could have done better. I was like. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's... I'm imagining sitting down to draft if you've only ever done sealed and being like, you mean I get to pick? (laughs) (laughs) And just having that culture shock right there. So, yeah. Kudos to uh, Marcel Pratt for making day two and obviously he did really well here. He was eight and two here and then he was one and two, so that's nine... And four, and then oh three, so he was nine and seven. I assume this was his first mythic championship because he'd never drafted before, <laughs> and that's the thing you do at at uh, Pro Tours and Mythic Championships. So, yeah, so yeah, kudos to him. He he rode the uh, ad nauseum modern deck all the way to day two, and congrats to him. 
But okay, moving on. Eight. There's a blue white control, more humans, hardened scales, Tron, blue white control, affinity. Dredge, Amulet Titan. There's some Is it Phoenix, War Prison, Tron. Hmm. Not the glut of Is it Phoenix you'd expect. Was there. Saturday coverage. Was there a day two metagame breakdown? Ding! That's just what I was looking for. What was that? Gothic subbed with Twitch Prime for 19 months. Thanks, buddy. Uh, So Tron had a 14.6% representation in the field in day one, 12.8% in day two. With a conversion rate of 54.7. So that was the most played deck day one and day two. Which is not what we've been led to believe from the uh, various Star City events and from the various GPs as well. Uh, Is it Phoenix was in second. 12% of the field day one. 12.2% of the field day two. With a almost 63% conversion which is still not the highest of these, but is pretty good. No, you want to make day two. Apparently it's Jund. Jund. There were five Jund players on day one, and four of them made day two. Wow, that is that is 80%, yeah. Were Prison started with 14 and only dropped uh, three people. Didn't make it to day two, so 11. That's pretty good, too. Ooh, and Hardened Scales had a 76% conversion rate. Hoo-hoo. Dang. All right, cool. Thank you, Frank Karsten. So... There were 514 players. It says here. Is that what you found, Squee? That was what I found on the front page. Nice. So there was one more thing that happened here that we should probably talk about. One more thing. Yeah. There was a disqualification in round 16. How many rounds are there at a a Pro Tour, you guys? That many? I don't know. A hundred? No, no, no. Rounds. Rounds. Fifty? No... 16? Yeah! <laughs> I think he had made the top 8. Uh, yeah, the, the reports I had heard is uh, toward toward the end of the story, which we'll talk more about the story in a minute, is at one point when they took his deck, he thought that they were doing the deck check that happens before top 8. Yeah. So, let me just read this to you. <clears throat> During a deck check in round 15 at Mythic Championship 2, the judge staff noticed an issue with Yuya Watanabe's deck where the sleeves of his Urza's power plants were marked in a specific way. Three Urza's mines and one Urza's tower had a different marking, and three Urza's tower and one Urza's mine also had a different marking. Hmm. No other cards in the deck nor sideboard had any of these marks. The judge staff determined that the odds of this happening by accident we're close to non-existent. And remember, these are judges at a Mythic Championship. These aren't judges, like, down at your local shop. Okay? Uh, and disqualified Watanabe from the event. 
Hmm. Yeah. So it, I'm going to, I'm going to unpack uh, the a couple of these sentences here. Cause the first time I read this, I'm like, I don't really know what they're trying to say here. Uh, okay. So uh, the deck Tron, it's got, you know, these, these lands, these Urza lands in it. So there's, there's uh, Urza's mines and Urza's towers are the ones we want to talk about here. Okay. Uh, well, as well plants. as, as well as the power plants. Yeah. The thing about three Urza's mines and one Urza's tower had a different marking, and then three Urza's towers and one Urza's mine also had a different marking. Okay, imagine it this way. Imagine if all of the Urza's mines, all four of them had one marking, and all of the Urza's towers had a different marking, so marking one, marking two, and then just swap one from each of those. Yeah. And that's that's what you should be picturing in your head. Okay. Yeah. So... The power plants were all marked one way, and then let's just say that the mines were marked a different way and the towers were marked a third way, and none right. of the other cards were. None. Not like some. Not like a few. Not like a non-representative sample. No, no. None is is how this reads? Yeah. Which is... That's... Curious? That is sufficiently suspicious that it warranted an inquiry. And what we have are the results of that inquiry as made public by Wizards of the... Well, the start of that inquiry. Because it's also been... Yeah. Yeah. It says this infraction will be further investigated by the MPL according to Wizards of the Coast representatives. So... Yeah. That's, uh... That's shady... That's extremely shady. Yeah. And... So if if I can uh, for a minute uh, just tangentially go off on a, on a little judge thing here, can I do that? By all means. Wait, is it relevant right. to this? Yes, absolutely. Okay, go absolutely. for it. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be so... like, look, slow play. But like, no clues, yeah. no. <laughs> so let's talk about let's let's talk, talk about Battle of Wits and why. <laughs> and sufficient I don't randomization. Think about that's right. Um, so you're going to hear in discussions about this some terms like bandied about, uh, like uh, marked cards, pattern, marked cards, no pattern. Look, all of those are references to like old, old infractions. That's not the way these are actually worded anymore. So uh, the first thing you'll think of, so you're, you're doing a deck check. And I have some experience with this with members of the mana pool. Let's say you're doing huh. a deck check. <laughs> I almost disqualified Mike from the mana pool once. Um, came real close. Oh my, it was a real, real close. Anyway, um, so you're doing a deck check and you notice that some of the sleeves look a little different than other sleeves. That's usually, hmm, this seems a little bit shady. So the first thing you do is uh, you take the deck and you shuffle it up and you see if you can spot those sleeves or if they feel different when you're shuffling or if you could see them somehow. Uh, and then if you're like, oh yeah, I can, I can totally like cut to this card every time, or I can totally tell if this card is like on top or, you know, a couple of cards down, I I can always tell this. Then you're like, Hmm, I wonder what card this is. And then you look at that card and you go, this card is not actually relevant to their strategy in any way, shape or form. This is probably accidental. Let's, let's see if we can fix this. Or you'll go, holy crap, this card is so key to their strategy. It's like what their deck is built around. This is starting to look a little bit shady. Okay, those are the things you're doing when you do this. Um, currently in the IPG is uh, the tournament error marked cards. Now, I'm not going to read you all of it, but what I want to read you 
is that um, normally marked cards like that is a warning and you make them change their sleeves. However, if you go down to the bottom, upgrade. If the head judge believes that a dex owner noticing the pattern of markings would be able to gain substantial advantage from this knowledge, the penalty is a game loss. Okay, all right. So if you're like, oh, if you noticed this, that would totally be a game loss. That's not what this judge staff decided. They went to a whole different section. And that, that whole different section is, is basically, okay, it's cheating. Because this yeah. isn't like, if they noticed this, it would be an advantage. It's like, this is like, looks like, hmm. I don't want to put words in their mouths, okay? Because there's an investigation currently ongoing, so of course they're not going to call, they're not going to uh, comment about it. But you really have to be convinced that this is—I don't want to say egregious, because again, I didn't, I wasn't there, didn't see the evidence, but it's really suspicious that like just these three cards. And and every copy of this card had a, had some sort of a you know of these three cards had had some sort of a marking and nothing else did. Yeah. There's improbable, and then there's this. <laughs> so yeah, I I know a few of the judges who were involved in this. Uh, I've worked with them. They're not the kind of people who are you know out for witch hunts or you know. B- keen to make snap judgments. I mean, these are judges who were judging a mythic championship. This is not, this is not some rando who normally works the cash register. This is, these people do this a lot. So yeah, I don't know, man. And you could probably reasonably assume that when you're checking for the top eight of an event of this scale, you're not going to just do this lightly on a whim. You're going to think about it long and hard because you know there's going to be blowback. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the deck check was in round 15. And they disqualified him apparently after round 16. So they had two hours to think about this. And they did. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Uh... Let's go back to the screen. Uh, the team Psy Games, who's apparently uh, Yuya Watanabe is a member of. I don't keep track of these teams, so I don't know. But this team Psy Games uh, posted a statement from Yuya that is three picture blocks of text. <laughs> Long. That's how you make the words fit on Twitter. That's how you make the words fit on Twitter. And it's essentially... I don't know how this happened. I mean, that's essentially what it says. Yeah. It goes into mentioning that the sleeves that he was using were not even the ones that he started out with, right? Yeah. yeah. He he lost in round 12. And I guess he, in round 12, yeah. He changed his sleeves. But apparently these weren't new sleeves. These were sleeves that he used on the first day. So, these were already sleeves that he'd been using. And, uh... I I don't know, man. The idea that somehow these very specific cards could be 
have sleeves worn in very specific ways just because they're cards you go get a lot and tutor for and whatnot. I'm not buying it, dude. (laughs) The fact that it was specifically those cards and not the other Urza land, which presumably you also tutor for some of the time. Well, I mean, all, all of the Urza lands were marked. Yeah, I thought it was three and one, and then three and one, and then uh, the no, other if, three if, were also yeah, and then the other three. Had oh, their own. okay, it's, I misread that. This is a very poorly worded. Okay, thing. I, I misread that when I read it earlier. Then all right, well yeah. then yeah. That's so one more time, the sleeves of his Urza's power plants were marked in a specific way. We'll call yeah. that A. Yeah, and then three of the four mines in one tower had a different marking. B, and that was B. Yeah, and then. Gotcha. The other three towers and the other one mine had a different marking, which we'll call C. Right. Gotcha. I, so, I think when I was reading that before, I somehow skipped the power plant part because I was focusing on the three and one thing. So, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, literally all 12 in such a manner that you could differentiate them most of the time. That's, no, that's too questionable. There are too many other cards in your deck if this was incidental. Yeah. And like I said, the whole I I grab these a lot and tutor for them a lot, and they don't produce specific where. I pick up the power plants differently from how I pick up the mines. Yeah, exactly. Eh. <laughs> now the the other thing to be aware of is. Uh... There was this, like, lag between when they first were like, hmm, this seems weird, until the DQ. There is a non-zero chance that they were watching play during that time. Because that's that's another thing you do if you're like, yeah. I'm not really sure. We're unconvinced. Maybe we'll we'll take a look. But, yeah. I mean, this, this was a decision that I'm 100% certain was not taken into lightly by the judge staff. And oh, they no. were convinced. And I completely support exactly what what they did here. I mean, you've got to protect the integrity of your event. If you think that this person is doing something shady, they're gone. You you sometimes make that call and you're wrong, but, you know, often you make that call and you're right. But the integrity of the event that you're in is what you need to concentrate on. And so they did what they did. But at this point, there will now be an investigation by uh, the, the DCI and the MPL, and I'm sure we'll hear all about it down the road. Yeah, and there's a, a response here that says, that I'm not going to show on screen, it says, if that is indeed the truth, meaning this account from Yuya, if that is indeed the truth, I have every suspicion that someone actually marked the card to get Yuya disqualified. Dude, stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not buying this. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> he, That's he a says, bit cinematic. Crazy things happen when more money is at stake. And there was a response to that was crazy things like cheating by marking your cards. <laughs> that seems more likely than an alternate scenario, especially when he's presumably the only one who's touching the deck. Like, your opponent's going to... Cut I mean, and shuffle your deck. Yeah, they do like, get to shuffle. They're it, not yeah. going to be able to dig out all four of your Urza lands and mark them in front of you without you noticing while they're shuffling. Or if they have that level of sleight of hand, then we can't stop them. They're a machine. 
like da 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 da. Um, so yeah, just stop that. <laughs> so that's sad. Yeah. So I uh, the the story, and I'm sure lots of people have heard it of my run in with this. I was I was head judging an event that uh, Mike from the Manipool was in, and I was uh, too. I was also there. Well, yeah, but I didn't almost disqualify you. That's true. To um, my knowledge. The, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. I considered it. Um, the way this normally happens is exactly what happened to Mike. So there was a mid-round deck check. And so it was a post-sideboard deck check. And uh, one of the judges came up to me and is like, hey, Clues, I got this guy's deck. And I'm real concerned about this because he's got all these these cards that the sleeves look pristine and all of his other sleeves look horrible and they all appear to be his sideboard cards that would be good in this game. And I'm like, Hmm, let's take a look at this. And yes, uh, all of his sideboard cards look great. Just the sleeves were awesome. No scratches or bends or anything. And then the regular sleeves from the, the main deck look just awful, which means game two or game three, after you had sideboarded in your answers, you could just see right where they were. And this happens a lot with players who don't play a lot in tournaments uh, because they end up with, you know, you know, ratty sleeves that they've been playing for a while because they don't change their sleeves out and they have pristine sleeves on the sideboard. And when that sort of thing that happens, you're like, yeah, this is an honest mistake. This person's just being an idiot. And then I almost disqualified Mike and I'm like, I'll sit him down and talk to him. Let's let's fix this. Go get some sleeves. Part was later in the day when we're eating lunch. And Lou sits down and he's like, and I always had to disqualify this guy. And then we're like, yeah, that was Mike. And he's like, your Mike? Yeah. As if he were like, you know, yeah. Chewy's personal Mike, which I mean, he is. Yeah. But <laughs> the reaction was priceless. Yeah, he didn't He didn't get off just because he was Mike from the Manipool. No, I, you didn't know who he was I didn't when know he did who, all this. And that's why it's exactly. funny. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, moral of the story, change your sleeves. Also, don't you mark your do sleeves. That. You should definitely yeah. change your sleeves. Like, even... Like, compared to the cost of the cards in your deck, sleeves are nothing. You should swap them out pretty frequently. Because of all the reasons we just went over, and also, over time, your sleeves will collect oil from your fingers and start to stick together, and then you can accidentally be bad at shuffling, and there's just too many headaches. Yeah. Just replace them. Yeah. Also, you're going to think to yourself, uh, hey, these old sleeves that I just took off, they're not in that bad a shape. I might use those like playing kitchen table or something, so I'll hang on to those. You're probably wrong. Just throw those away. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a box just full of used sleeves that you don't do anything with. I promise you'll have 37 of all of them. You huh. won't even be able to play limited. Just get rid of that's, them now. That's right. All right, let's move on because we have a whole lot of other stuff to talk about. All sure. right, moving right along. Um, to be clear, though, we're not saying that Yu Watanabe is a filthy cheater or anything like that. Nope. We're just saying that based on the evidence that we see using our own judgment, hmm. <laughs> the Investigations odds... are warranted, is what I will say. Very much so. Yeah. So, moving on... While we're on Mythic Championship stuff, we have information on Mythic Championship 4. Oh? Yeah. The journey home? 
Is that was that four? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what three is. Is three Search in a spot? Do it. Yeah, never mind. We were making the joke. Go ahead. Okay. Is, is three an arena mythic championship? Well, I don't know. Let's try and change the naming convention of this link and see what happens. Page not found. So I'm going to have to go probably, probably yeah. on that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, this is in July, which would be the time when the next mythic championship tabletop would be. So we have here information about four and six. Which made a lot of people, including Clues in the uh, pre-show, go, What happened to five? Exactly. And I went, and I think I cut you off mid-sentence. I'm like, five is arena. And there was yeah, a pause. <laughs> because I have seen and, and answered this question like six times already. So I was waiting for it. <laughs> and I think three is also arena. Wait, when is six? Six is in November. Well, that seems far away. Uh, yes. Compared to, from April to July. April to July, then July to November. Eh, it's only a little off. When, when is it in November? It's in the beginning. Okay, yeah, this is fine. Uh, so four... The July one is the very end. ...will be in, uh, Barcelona. It'll be Modern and Modern Horizons Booster Draft. Neat. So yeah, that's cool. And go, uh, basically everything else is really just for players. So that's the important part. Oh, uh, there is another important part. I'm sorry. I've just been informed, uh, by an astute listener or viewer. Someone's watching us live and, uh, let me know that we have made a terrible egregious error earlier. We did? Yeah. When we referred to, uh, it as mythic championship for the journey home, it's the voyage home. You're right. Dr. Mrs. Dr. Clues is very disappointed in all of us. And That's fair, frankly, though. Frankly, I am too. Okay, carry on. I wasn't aware that it was a botched Star Wars or Star Trek reference. I thought it was a... Uh... <laughs> Man, there we just botched it on a second level. Well, I just saw the words Return of the Jedi in the chat. I thought well, it was... That's definitely wrong. Uh, ...something else. Like, the journey home, isn't that like a... Homeward bound? Yeah, Incredible like Homeward journey bound. meets... <laughs> You see, it's the epic tale of when they have to go back in time to get these dogs home. Also, a so sassy wait. cat named Sassy. Is this Littlefoot? Is this the land before time? I was going to say, is this land before time now? Okay, anyway, moving on. All right. So that's that's Mythic Championship 4. That's 4, yes. It's in Barcelona, Modern Modern Horizons. Got it? End Got of it. July. Yes, good. And it's, uh, yeah, July 26th, 28th. All right, so then 6 is November 8th, and, uh, 8th through the 10th. It is going to be standard and archery booster draft. Archery is the code name for the set after uh, core set. It'll be twenty twenty. Yeah. Hey, hey, what happened to five? I hate you. <laughs> that will be in Richmond. Hmm, that's close, sorta. Clo- close-ish. And yeah, again, that's what you need to know. The closest airport to this Mythic Championship is Richmond International Airport. That's the second thing to know. Yeah, the first is where are the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We have information on those two. That's pretty cool. And why are the bathrooms so far away? And why is there a line? Because everyone had to pee at once? I, I got nothing. 
Yeah, because everybody tries to pee between rounds, and that that Correct. that's why you play red, folks. That's why you play red. Plenty of time for lunch. It's not time just to pee. lunch. Yeah, it's also bathroom breaks. Good that's to know. Right. <laughs> we cover all the biological needs here in the red part of the color pie. <laughs> yep. Yep. And although uh, I don't encourage it, suppose you're a smoker and uh, you want those breaks, play in red, play aggro, play fast. <laughs> all right. Also, there's a good chance you're not going to make day two, so you'll have all of day two <laughs> to do all of those things. So I'm imagining someone losing day one if it's spending all of day two smoking outside. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally taking bathroom breaks from smoking and then... Getting lunch. Look, I'm glad I chose to play red on this trip. Now worth watch it. as I slowly kill myself. Totally worth it. Uh, also, don't, don't smoke. It's don't terrible smoke. for it's you, awful. seriously. Anyway, sometime, sometime we should talk about polonium, but now is not that time. So that's the Mythic Championships of the future. Correct. Right. Uh, next up, we have some Magic Pro League news, and this is pretty big. Uh... Hang on, my brain just farted. Autumn. Autumn Burchett is now a member of the Magic Pro League. Owen Turtenwald, as you'll remember, we uh, reported just before the Mythic Invitational that he suddenly wasn't going to be competing. There's been no word from Wizards about this at all, but they did tell us that Autumn Burchett will be in the MPL. Wizards has made no statement about Owen not being in the MPL, as far as I know, but he's not. If you go look, he's not there anywhere. True. So, Feel uh, free to look up all of his feeds and not find him. Yeah, when when actually this was, was sent to us, actually you guys sent me, I think, a tweet from Magic Esports, actually, I think it was Clues. I woke up and saw it and went, wow, and immediately thought, I wonder, and went to Owen's Twitter account. And his Twitter account's there, but it has no tweets. Is that a setting that you can do? I don't you know. You can make them all private if you wanted to. Oh. Because well, what it said on, on my screen was it hasn't tweeted. It didn't say that his tweets are private. Well, it, it says hasn't tweeted. It says 54 tweets at the top. Huh. So... It's very strange. It's kind of weird. Oh, Pinball Witch says, no, but you can make a bot to delete everything. Ah, uh, that's true. <laughs> I'll say, trying to delete every tweet ever would be a nightmare. Yeah, I got a lot of tweets. All right. Most of them are nonsense, but I have a lot of them. So, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Autumn is also currently the, the leader in the uh, Mythic Points because Autumn won the first championship and that's how that works <laughs> yeah I, I imagine it was pretty easy to decide who takes that spot uh probably yeah so that's awesome uh you you and i you guys we had a brief discussion on possible reasons why wizards hasn't said anything should we go into that briefly about possible uh, briefly reasons? yeah so the super short version of it is that given the like vaguely wording enough, um, a lot of the online theory about what happened involves allegations towards his character. 
Correct. And actions that he may or may or is accused of doing. There you go. And so um, given that, Wizards of the Coast, for any reason that they want, can terminate a contract with someone and they don't have to tell you why. And they have a lot of incentives to not tell you why because on matters of character, if they say someone did something, they open themselves up to legal liability. Yeah. And they're not going to do that. They also don't really want more press on this, but I think the main reason is the lawyers are telling them no. And no one's like, this is really important and we should take all of these risks because that's not how companies work. Yeah. Like, I understand that uh, we want wizards to take a stand against this sort of thing. I, I, I'm not thinking of the proper words. Yeah, it, it's it's perfectly understandable that people want Watsy to make a strong statement about the sorts of things that uh, Owen has been accused of online. However, to say that that's why they did it directly has Watsy saying that he is guilty of those things. And whether it's true or not, and we're not weighing in on that either that really does open them up to uh, legal liability for slander and or libel. And uh, yeah, the suits are going to go, no, just don't, don't even say anything. Just get rid of him and move on. Like there's a current example of this going on right now in the anime voiceover community. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where dude was accused of some pretty much the same thing. And some company was like, well, we've removed him because of this. Now he's suing them for defamation of character. Yeah. And nobody wants that. So, like, I hate it too. I wish they'd be like, we got rid of him because he sucks. He's a dick. He sucks. We don't want any of that crap. But they, they, can't, they can't do that. One of the challenges of realistically adulthood and reality is that you kind of want that cool. And then I quit my job and everything exploded behind me and it was awesome. But in reality, there is so much wrong with that happening that for the most part, you quietly walk away and you close that chapter of your life. And when it comes to companies doing things, they're not going to do the big flashy told you so moment because 100% right. It's a risk that they don't need to take. So they're not gonna. Yeah. So that's our theory for why Wizards has just not said anything. They've just yeah, quietly... Yeah, they didn't say this. This is just us piecing together things yeah, from the, th- that's, the gallery. That's our theory for why they have just quietly deleted Owen from everything and not mentioned his name at all, except to say, hey, he's not competing in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, losing one... Wait, I don't care. I have nothing for him to take. So... Uh, losing one douchebag and getting uh, Autumn is awesome. Hey. So that's better for all of us. Looting. Draw a card, discard a card. Exactly. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't it really discard a card, uh, draw a card? So it was rummaging? Yeah. Rummaging. Yeah, rummaging. there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Wizard cycling. <laughs> discard a wizard and then go get a wizard and put them in your hand. That's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we shall henceforth, because uh, I'm sure it'll come up again, refer to this as wizard cycling. Yeah. Anyway, so speaking of the Magic Pro League, hey, look. Yeah. Look at that. The Magic Pro League is not just a bunch of people who are 
in a group and get paid. What? They huh? actually have to do some actual competing in this pro league. Hmm. Do they know? Did they sign something saying that? I hope so. Some sort of contract? So this will begin May 11th. So very soon. That's coming and up. And it'll be on twitch.tv slash magic. Uh, it'll be divisional play across three splits. I hate the name split. Yeah. You should. Because Not good. it's just dumb. But Split has other meanings in the context of competitive magic. Yeah. The splits are seasons, essentially. Yeah. Fa- phases. Uh, yeah. They essentially hmm. correspond to sets the same way that we used to do with Pro Tours and things like that. Or not, yeah. Wait, what like, are they called in the Overwatch League? Stages. There we go. So those, all three of those would work better than Split, but I guess they wanted to have their own name. I Honestly, I think it's just because they wanted to call the first one the Spark Split. Probably. Yeah. But, so there will be four divisions, Pearl, Emerald, Ruby, and Sapphire. Until uh, Nintendo and Pokemon go, uh, we own rocks now. <laughs> we copyrighted stones and minerals. So the four divisions will compete, and the top performer in each division will get a guaranteed slot, slop, a guaranteed slot to day two of Mythic Championship three. Oh, okay, there it is, right there. Mythic Championship three is the first arena Mythic Championship. Right, there it is. Uh-huh. Oh boy, it's it's good that this is buried in this article and not someplace else with an overview. Like the schedule? Yeah, it's possible yeah. that they've said that somewhere, but it hasn't been like a, hey, here's what we're doing. It might have been on Instagram. It, 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 yeah. it wasn't on the schedule when I looked, and that's why I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah. My joke is it's usually on Instagram, and the sad part is it's probably true. Probably. So, yeah, they've divided up the uh, 32 players into these eight divisions. And, yeah, I said the top – it says top performers. We don't know how many in each division. Yep. But at least the top one will just get a guaranteed slot to day two, which is pretty neat. Talk about buys. Damn. Yeah. You get a day one buy. Seems decent. I wonder if that means they don't play in day one, or if that means that their record in day one still stands and they still have to go play. Or will the Arena Mythic Championships be sort of like the Invitational and have... Well, no, because they're calling it a Mythic Championship, so it wouldn't have different uh, groups like the Invitation. I don't know! I don't know! I assume that they are handed a rose and then they are protected from elimination in the next round. Uh, unless, if, unless they're voted off the tournament. Well, well, but if they found the uh, the the protection totem or whatever, then they're good for the tournament, right? There you go. I yeah. don't watch Survivor. We shall call them an emblem. Ah. Then it will ah. stick with them. Okay. Anyway, it says each week in the Spark Split. God, that's dumb. Players will play best of three standard. Okay. We'll then air matches and highlights Saturdays during... During the split. Saturdays during the split from noon to four. Oh, the split being the time period. During that time period of the year. So, oh, God, this is stupid. Okay. 
So yeah, so during round the period one, of time when they're in the spark split in that part of the year on Saturdays from noon to four, they'll show matches and highlights. So from May 11th to June 8th. So during season one of God, no, all of these terms are just year one during season one of year one feeding mythic championship three. Three. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Player one will be ready. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be four divisions. Yes. In which people will play best of three standard against yes. other people in the division in an elimination round robin question mark. No one's really sure. Uh, They'll have matches. It's, during... it's not going to be elimination because I, I think there's just a schedule and whoever has the best record at the end. Okay. Because round robin implies that everyone plays everyone. And right. we don't know if just the people in Pearl will be playing against everyone else in Pearl or if they'll just be playing everybody. I, I They haven't said. But. Thankfully, only mm. 32 people need to know how this works. Exactly. The rest of us are just going to yeah. be watching or not. We're going to show yeah, up and okay. we're going to watch and um, we're going to challenge each other to Red Rover. It'll be fine. Watch twitch.tv slash magic. During the week, they'll be playing. On the weekends during season one, these groups will be the matches that might get highlighted or just rerun on on Saturdays. And then... After June, no, after August, because beginning in August, then we'll do a different split with different divisions. Yeah, so this runs May 11th to June 8th, and then from August 3rd to September 7th will be the core split, because it's the split during the core set. The word split here is really stupid. So the core season, to make it core stage. I don't know why they had to call it split. And that will feed five. And then split three, which is the archery split, runs from October 5th to November 2nd, and will feed seven. So okay, here's that what parts makes Those parts make sense. We need some sort of an infographic or a animated GIF. Because do you remember when they were doing blocks and rotation and everything got wonky for a while? Those animated remember GIFs that? did help a lot, yeah. Those animated GIFs, it was like, I read the article and I have no idea what's going on. And then I saw those animated GIFs and I'm like, oh, now I get it. And then we changed everything and they don't matter anymore. But still, whoever made those, make some more. Huh. I don't know how an animated GIF is going to help in this one, but I don't make animated GIFs. I don't know, GIFs, but so. I like animated GIFs. I think it will involve an axe cutting things in half, and that's why they will be called splits. Could you add some kittens? I also No, like I just said we're using an axe. <laughs> the kittens could have the axe. Okay, the kittens could you be the one swinging. True. Okay, yeah. saved it. Got there. I was afraid it was going to be Garrick. But <laughs> yeah, I know one knows what's up with that guy. All right. But anyway, that's some high level play on arena to be watching soon. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Hey, war of the spark is about to drop or did drop in some places or whatever. So, Hey, the update bulletin happened with the comprehensive rules changes and the Oracle changes. I looked over these earlier and there's nothing of consequence to most everybody. So if you really want to know, go look. Go look. <laughs> but 
usually there's like one or two things that are worth mentioning in the comp rules changes and the Oracle changes this time. There's really not. Right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, hey, the MTR release notes are here. Yeah. yeah. There have been some changes. They're pretty much inconsequential. Like, pretty much completely. Yep. Yeah. Are you playing a team event? If, if so, there are a couple of things you might want to check on. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But you know what? There, because there was an MTR change, there's also a change to the policy documents. Yeah, judge policy. The, the, yeah, judge policy. Are you, dear listener or viewer or a person finding this, I don't know, etched into some sort of tablet and you've decoded it somehow, uh, are you a judge? No. If so, no. uh, you might want to look at this. There's really nothing here either. There, like, there's a kitty. There is a kitty. There is totally a kitty. There's a kitty. I don't Aww. know. Is is this actually Toby Elliott's cat? I don't know. It, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. This might be Toby Elliott's cat. So that's the only reason you might want to go look at this. Otherwise, pretty much nothing to see here either. Ta-da. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite note. We fixed a typo in the jar and cleaned up a sentence. Yeah. That sentence was filthy. That's the judging it regular document, by the way. So there you go. There's really nothing. I mean, we've had some big changes in the past, uh, all three of these kinds of announcements, but there's like nothing this time around. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, that means that Monday Night Magic goes that much faster at this part. So moving on. Yep, ta-da, moving on. Hey, there's a Commander ban list update. This uh, one's kind of neat. Yeah, first up, no changes in card bannings or anything or unbannings or whatever. Yep. But they added Rule Zero. Rule zero, you say? Which That's has, one less. Which has been part of actual, like, I guess the philosophy of Commander. Yeah. Forever. But now it's it's a rule. It's been codified. Uh, added rule zero. <clears throat> These are the official rules of Commander. Local groups are welcome to modify them as they see fit. If you'd like an exception to these rules, especially in an unfamiliar environment, please get the approval of the other players before the game begins. Did you like my rules reading go. voice? That was good. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was good. Uh, the only other thing I think to note from this uh, this announcement is uh, down near the bottom, uh, the other major discussion driven by War of the Spark was regarding Planeswalkers as commanders. We will not be changing the definition of what can be a commander to allow all Planeswalkers into the command zone. The RC and CAG were also unanimous on this point. Now, if your playgroup doesn't like that, see Rule Zero. See Rule Zero. True. However, if you are showing up to uh, a game store that might be foreshadowing, that might be... Uh, Having some sort of a commander event, yeah, chances are they're going to be just going ahead and using the, the normal commander rules. Yeah. As outlined in this document. Yes. Also, I didn't know this. They they reworded rule 13. <clears throat> Not rule 13. Abilities which bring cards you own from outside the game into the game, such as Wishes, Sponsor of Ulamog, Karn the Great Creator, do not function in commander. 
I didn't know that. I guess in our group, if we ever did do something like that, we just go to our binder and find the card. Yeah. Well, a commander doesn't have a sideboard, and usually in tournament formats, you pull those from your sideboard. Yeah. So they're just like, you don't have one, and no, we don't want you to go dig through your entire collection for the silver bullet while we're all sitting here waiting. Yeah. But like, all right. When we were discussing this on a recent episode of the Manipool, actually, Mike pointed out, or this might have been in an odds and ends, I can't remember. But Mike pointed out once years ago, like in college, I think, I think it was in college, where, like, he played a wish. This was back before Commander was a thing, uh, at all, because I've been playing a long time. Uh, he played a wish to go get some kind of enchantment removal or something because someone had an enchantment that was doing something broken. Imagine that. And he was like, do I really have to run all the way back up to my room? Cause he lives like we were in the middle of the dorm in like the, the big central meeting area. And he, his room was like way over there and up on the third floor. He's like, do I really need to get it? You guys know I own it. And we were like, yeah, he's like, okay, so I get it. It costs this much. I tapped that much. I cast it on that. <laughs> and we were like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> See, nowadays, when you do that, you look up the card on your phone and you put your phone in the graveyard just in case it matters. And uh, if you have any old cards, make sure you leave it in the right place in the graveyard because graveyard order matters. Yeah, I play and Nether Shadow. better be sleeve, too. I, I play Nether Shadow, so please do not shuffle my uh, graveyard, damn it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, so let's, Clues hinted at something. Let's do the Wizards Play Network thing. Okay, sure. So, hey, here's a thing on, uh, the Wizards Play Network with five firsts coming with M20. M20 is the Corset 2020. It's not called Magic 2020, so I don't know why this says M20. I guess just to confuse new players? I guess it's to confuse new players. Well, okay, look, if WotC has proven nothing else, they want to be consistent in using the most confusing terminology possible. So because you this is inconsistent, bet. it's actually really consistent. I it understand. Really is. Yeah, it's a meta okay. thing. It's a meta That's thing. Right. You want to uh, bet so, the set symbol is going to say M20 for consistency with all the old ones? God, First of that. all, uh, a while back, we had made some mention. And I, I'm sure we made a mention at least of this, that there were some changes coming to WPN store definitions. Like what counted as an advanced or a premium store. Yeah, or that yada, we, yada, yada. That it was we stuff. It was stuff that you didn't need to worry about unless you were, in fact, actually a game store owner. As part of that, there were some other changes that are coming. These are some of those changes, including how uh, promo cards work uh, for like FNM promos, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're reworking how those go. Well, they've got some announcements that involve that. So I'm actually going to skip to that one first, which is uh, the Universal Promo Packs. So this was uh, a thing that's going to be starting up where uh, the, the promo packs that the store is getting uh, will, and as I understand it, when a, when a player like gets a promo, instead of getting like a card, you get a pack that has some stuff in it. Correct. That well, is the new way this, to do it, yeah. Here's some of the stuff that's in it. Um, you remember, uh, I think it was last week, we talked about those uh, sweet Japanese planeswalkers from... Uh, the Japanese pre-release kits. No, from and Japanese packs. 
I'm sorry, Japanese, Japanese booster yeah, packs. packs. Yes, yeah. they were and that in that was Japanese the only kits too. And that that was the only way to get them. Well, that was the only way to get them because now they'll sometimes be in these promo packs that are coming for a while, at least. So, there you go. Yeah, one so. in four. One in four promo packs will include a War of the Spark Japanese alternate art Planeswalker card, previously found only in Japanese War of the Spark booster packs. The alt art Planeswalker will replace the Mare or Rithic, rare or Mare or yeah, I'm gonna go with Mare or Rithic in like slot it. two. It's been a long day. Uh, yeah. So, uh, there there you go. You might. So that's that's pretty. You cool. might get real okay. lucky. Then again, you might not. You know, probability. What's that? It's a thing that magic players don't understand well. At which is all. Why we keep buying packs. For now, people in general. Uh, and I do it too. There's a couple other things here. That's for only for store owners. This is a big one. The event specifically for a commander. You can now. Yep, that's a big one. Uh, scheduling is now open for the first ever commander specific in store event. So previously all commander events were just, uh, quote unquote sanctioned as casual. Yeah. It, it had nothing affiliated with it. It was just, Hey, some people showed up and played magic. Yeah. Uh, so it says this season's magic weekend coincides with the release of the release of commander 2019, making it the perfect way to support sales. Remember this is a wizards play network. So this is written for the store owners. Right. Uh, Commander Weekend will co- feature Commander variants recommended by Magic's Design Studio w- with achievement cards. Yay, Chivos! Uh, for prize support, this is this is cool. We recommend reserving about twenty percent of your promo packs for Commander Weekend, one for each participant, and one for any player that completes the achievement card. So I think achievement cards are going to be ways to make people not just play to win because it's Commander. Yeah. So they're going to be like goals, you know, like had this many of this thing or d- made a pair of drawing before. cards or just something, you know, that's not just, did you kill everybody? Did you kill everybody? Because that's not what Commander yeah, is supposed when, to be. When they did these before at pre-releases, they were usually tied to which of the boxes you picked back when we did that because you'd have like guild goals or yeah. whatever. Um, these will probably be more generic unless they're really tying them together with the Commander boxes. Yeah, but either way, way, probably be fun. Do you notice how every time we have one of these announcements where it's like thus and such is coming and we're like, when is that? Because this article doesn't say when that is. They don't just do it to us. They do it to stores, too, because they make this mention right here. Okay, so this season's Magic Weekend, which we're not telling you the date of, coincides with the release of Commander 2019, which we're also not telling you the date of. But just in case you were curious, I went and looked it up. It's August the 23rd. There you go. So tell your store that you want commander events that weekend and they'll go, what? And you'll say, check the thing from the WPN and they'll go, what? And you'll go, you don't really do anything but run the cash register. And they'll go, what? And then you'll realize you're at a Burger King. And then, and then you'll realize you're at a Burger King. Yeah. So maybe get the impossible Whopper. Let me know how it is. There's one more thing here that is important. Kind of sweet. And it's the very first thing. Yes. We buried the lead is what that's called. They're going, they're doing a global test of Friday pre-release. Previously. 
that's why there's so many midnight pre-releases is because that is as the, the soonest they can do it. Yep. And now they're going to say pre-releases can start uh, as early as 3 p.m. It says the official start time is 3 p.m. I can't see that being popular. You'd think they yeah, started so, at like 6. I was going to say, I'm of two minds about this. Mine number one, I think this is fantastic because midnight events are dumb. But on the other hand, 3 p.m. in the afternoon events are also dumb. Very dumb. A lot of people have actual jobs. Could you local game stores please actually schedule that when some of us might have had a chance to I get off of work and come? I would be legitimately surprised and more than 10% of people don't just have this replaced Friday Night Magic at the normal time they know they can get people. Yeah, yeah that's totally. probably what's going to happen. That, <laughs> they just know, have to put a start time somewhere and it might as like well be like 7 o'clock start time of your FNM is probably now going to be your first pre-release instead. I guess that's, that that's, was my hope, that's but neat. I didn't realize that this says note. The official start time is 3 PM, but I think this is the, again, that's the start time for like when you can. Yeah. It's it. when you could have an event. So yeah. you can't have a noon or a 2 PM or a 1 PM. No, no, no. The earliest you can start it is three, but please stores. Remember some of us have jobs. We don't want those jobs. We'd rather just be playing magic. But if we quit our jobs, we wouldn't have any money to play magic. Therefore, then we wouldn't come to your store. That's right. And you would go out of business, which you might anyway, but that's just statistics and, you know, businesses in the United States and game stores specifically. No, it is a supernatural power of all millennials. And since everyone is a millennial, by the time I finish the sentence, (laughs) it is all of us. I have a cousin who's four. Millennial. 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 Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. I'm I'm older than dirt. I'm apparently now a millennial. Yeah, you're a last millennial, but you're still a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Millennial is one of those words that works sort of like uh, Scarlet Witch's powers in the Marvel movies. It's just whatever the person that's talking needs them to do. So yeah, whatever it needs to be. If they're trying to harp on millennials, millennials will be as young or as old as that person wants yeah. them to be. And it's just like Scarlet Witch. It's whoever is writing three the generations in my lifetime. Am I allowed to be a millennial if I don't like avocado toast? Uh, yeah, I don't like avocado toast. Okay, What's great. What's wrong with you two? <laughs> well, I don't, act- I don't actually like avocados is what it is. That's the same reason. You don't like pineapple or avocado? Correct. Well, well Clues is half wrong. Correct. But, Two very like... popular things that people like. I don't care for them. And that's fine. I'm not going to try and convince you they're bad. I just don't like them myself. Fair enough. But you do try to convince everyone that blue is bad. Oh, well, that is clearly bad. Okay, gotcha. Just just making sure where the lines are here. Anyway, yeah, I mean, moving on. on. Uh, let's see. Let's do something actually magic related. How about this? Um, this person who writes for uh, Hipsters of the Coast was apparently at London or watching a q and I don't know. It's what it what matters is the content of the tweet. Interesting thoughts for Mara's Q&A at MTG London cuz Rosewater went to uh, Mythic Championship London. Uh Modern Horizons was originally dubbed as Time Spiral/Planar Chaos 2 in concept due to set complexity. It won't be an entry level set and it has a lot of mechanics, but it is a love letter to the Time Spiral block. So, what that means, I think, is that... So, how many cards have we seen? Two? 
We saw the Cabal Therapist and we saw Sarah. I right. think that's right. Both of which are things that totally could have been in a Time Spiral set, right? Yeah. Right. Because they're callbacks to old magic, which if you haven't, uh, if you weren't playing back then, that's what all of Time Spiral was. Time and Spiral it almost was a... killed magic. Time... Many things have almost killed magic, but... Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you're thinking about things that actually, like, not all kidding aside, almost killed magic, it's like Homelands and Time Spiral Block. Mm, I don't think either of those while the hardcore are... fans, while the hardcore fans loved it, participation dropped precipitously because it was just too complex for new players. Oh, it was the opposite of Mirrodin. Yeah. Where Mirrodin... People were dropping out of tournaments. Tournament participation was going down, but sales were through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So at least that's, as I recall from uh, a talk given by um, Richard Garfield uh, that I attended on the Magic Cruise 6, let's say, that that the two things that almost did kill Magic. Was it Magic Cruise 6 or was it Boat Split 3? I think it was okay. Boat stop, split stop, 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 stop. We gotta, we, we've enough. been going yeah. for freaking okay. forever. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay, so again, what that means is there's going to be a lot of callbacks. This is what I think it means. There's going to be a lot of callbacks to old magic. The two cards we've seen were already callbacks to old magic. Right. And it's going to be super complicated with a bazillion keywords. Like, hey, wizard cycling. There's this many cards that have wizard cycling. I'm holding up one finger for those of you listening in audio form. That means, uh, and that was a, that was in uh, Future Sight, right? Yeah, Future Sight was one where they dumped a bunch of brand new mechanics. Yeah, some of which most never of which we never again. went back to. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited just because of that because I love callbacks to old magic and I love really complex. I dug Time Spiral, but I've been playing forever, so Time Spiral was totally for me. Just me. You know, you know what this means, right? No. You know what this means. This right here, confirmation, having seen just two cards and this one tweet, confirmation right here, snow-covered dual lands, because those they can reprint. No, they can't reprint them because they never printed them. No, the point is they're not reserved list cards, and they can print all they want. So Uh, there, ta-da, confirmed, Half-Life 3. You know, at this point, that's actually more possible than Half-Life 3 is, but I don't think they're going to put dual lands like that in modern. Yeah, I I hope you're all aware that I'm being facetious here. Yeah. I I just wanted to be Um, clear. The the closest actual analog to this would be if you played during Dominaria, and you know that most of the stuff there was throwbacks to old things. It's just, this is going to be that, but mechanically too. Not just flavorfully. True. So, all right. Moving on. Hey, look, there's a book coming. Hey. What? It's called Rise of the Gatewatch, A Visual History. And I was like, oh, is it a comic book? No. No? It says there it's 256 pages with 300 illustrations in it. And it is, let's see here. Okay, the the history of the Gatewatch, blah, 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 blah. The Gatewatch characters' histories from their origins through their final confrontation with Nicol Bolas are presented here via the very best card, packaging, and convention-exclusive artwork, all of it reproduced together here for the first time. 
some seen for the first time outside of the card frame. So it's an art book with lots of pretty pictures about the Gatewatch. Okay. Okay. Seems good. Specifically the original Gatewatch. Well, no. I mean, it's it's the whole list. It's got Jason, Johnny, Gideon, Kaya. Oh, it does have Kaya. I didn't, I didn't see her in the list the first time. I'm like, we just added Kaya, but she's not in here, but there she is right there. To finish it off, Nissa, Liliana, Teferi. I think She's everyone that has an oath? Is that everyone that has an oath? Yeah, that's the whole gate watch list. Because there's a lot of people that are allies to them but didn't actually take the oath. Yeah. Yeah, she's in there alphabetically between Gideon Jura and Chandra Nalar. Well, it's alphabetically if the alphabet it's is done alph- sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Or by last name or only name, if that's what you've got. But nope, that that doesn't even work. Yeah, that doesn't work Anyway, either, go no. on, go on, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be pretty, but I think if you're looking for a story, this is not it. Yeah. Well, it may kind of in sketchy detail tell the stories, but it's mainly going to be pretty. And yeah, this, this is an I, art book. <laughs> I might have to buy this. It's only like 20 bucks. Is it? Because they'll, give us, they'll give us an MSRP here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a forward by uh, Jenna Helland, who is uh, a, a game designer for Watsy and an author, you know. So that's cool. When is this coming? July 23rd. You see when other people make things that give you dates and prices. Oh, and yes, Pinball Witch, I did say only 20 bucks. Yeah, a lot of times these sorts of things are like 40 or 50. So oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, a, I'm actually kind of surprised that it's only 20. Yeah, given, the... Uh, these are luxury items. Yeah, usually yeah. the art books are way more expensive, but I think this is a, a going to be a different thing. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, let's talk about something that isn't magic-related for a second, shall we? Yeah, sure. Batman. Oh. oh. Uh, so, James Olin, who was... The lead designer for Dragon Age Origins. Bill, didn't you play those? I played all the Dragon Age games. How were they? I like them. I am cautiously hopeful that the last game will come out. Eventually? Well, like, they tease it every year, so... Probably. Probably. Uh, yes. I, I I enjoyed the Dragon Age games and the Mass Effect games and most of the stuff that was popped out by Bioware for the last decade or so yeah so this guy james olin i think i'm saying that right probably not uh welcome to the show has worked on such things as Baldur's gate neverwinter nights jade empire dragon age origins just all kinds of stuff yeah knights of the old republic hmm (laughs) that too yeah and yeah wizards of the coast is opening a new game studio in Austin, Texas, headed by James Olin. <laughs> and Hiccups. Not the Hiccups. Uh, it says, What exactly the new outfit will be getting up to hasn't been revealed at this point, but a rep said that it will be a multimedia studio with freedom to develop different expressions. Like this. Or maybe this. I'm making faces at the camera for those of you listening in audio form. I assumed so. I can't see you either. I was making faces with you, Chewie. Thank you. 
let's see here. It says, interestingly and also a little bit disappointingly, as a big Baldur's Gate fan, the person that wrote this, it apparently will not be a Dungeons & Dragons project. Wizards of the Coast said the studio, quote, will focus on the creation of original IP outside of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons brand. That so is this wise. is not a place to make a Magic video game. This is a place to make some other stuff. I, I think that is very wise. So, there you go. Like, if we've learned anything from how they've been interacting D&D and Magic lately... They're perfectly happy to take magic elements and drop them into D&D campaigns and take things that you kind of understand how they work in D&D and then adapt them for magic. So rather than having another thing that pulls on those, have something that makes its own brand new IP, brand new stuff, and then what works there will somehow find its way into other products if that's what they want to do with it and vice versa. But brand new IP is going to be nice for spreading out and hitting people that maybe aren't looking to get into a franchise that's 20 plus years old. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. That's, that's a new thing wizards is doing. So there you go. There's nothing else to say, really. Yeah. We don't know much else, but there you go. Uh, let's see what else. Well, I guess it's time to talk about, Hasbro's earning reports. Money, money, money. So, what's important is that Hasbro's making money again. Yay. Hooray. Your money. Squee, what did you say about this before the show? Um, That this is pretty cyclical for them because the first quarter of the year they always look a little iffy and then the second quarter they make their money back because sets come out. Yep, welcome to the second quarter. Yeah. Second quarter, where your big flagship spring thing comes out, and all those extra products come out, and people are no longer broke after Christmas. Now, the uh, the CEO, I want to say, of Hasbro was actually on uh, Mad Money recently, and mentioned a lot about Magic Arena and how that is driving people into Magic. Apparently, something stupid like 70 million games have been played already. That does not surprise me. Yeah, I think it was 70 million. It might have been 700 million. I just remember the seven and the word million. Well, but... I played seven of them over the weekend, so and I didn't play that much. So, yeah, I could believe it's some stupid number like that. Yeah. So, but I, I think this this isn't just a second quarter like always this is the second quarter after the toys r us thing happened which has been kicking hasbro in the balls since it happened and this is the start financially of, speaking of, financially speaking this is the start of of uh, the turnaround where uh, apparently according to uh the mad money interview the the mad money guy i don't know his name i don't watch these shows that's fair. Uh, was like, you know, you've been, he, he said to the CEO guy, he's like, you've been saying that you're going to turn it around and it's going to be huge. But you've been saying that for a while. But hey, look, it finally happened. So there you go. Remember, we kept telling you Hasbro has been losing money for a while. Well, not losing money, but not gaining money. They haven't been 
getting better for a while, but Magic has. This is Hasbro is. Yeah. So. Like, Magic has been the steady income that's been offsetting a lot of other areas not doing well for quite a while. And so when things start to round out a little bit and Magic is still doing better, then the company as a whole looks a lot nicer. And Arena is just, like, new money. So. Yeah. It's doing pretty well for a beta. Yeah. Complete with, you know, global tournaments and whatnot. It's a million dollar tournament. Beta. Do it. Sick. Yeah. But alright, if you'd like to know more, then go read it yourself. The link is in the show notes. Alright, and finally, there's one more thing, and it's uh, the Grand Prix that happened in London. Because, remember, there was uh, the Mythic Championship, but it all takes place at a Magic Fest, and Magic Fest have Grand Prix as well. Yes. Luckily, this one is uh, limited. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's like a super pre-release. Yeah, it is. it was a super pre-release. This is War of the Spark Limited. So uh, we don't care. But we will tell you... Uh, let's see. Alexander... Where was this? London? That doesn't help. Nope. Is this going to be Haber or Habert? Yeah, let's go with Haber. He won. Let's see. Let's see where he's from. Oh, yeah. We've got profiles, don't we? We do. Uh, from France. Yes. Yeah, so Haber. Okay. So, yeah. Well, well how about... Where's this guy from? Oh, he's from Amsterdam. Okay. So, ooh, what was that? Somebody just bought the Humble More Board Games Bundle on Humble Bundle using the Manipool link. Sick! Thank you, nice. mystery person. Gaming. Uh, by the way, everyone, did you know that I have a partner link for Humble Bundle? That if you if you click on the, pun, the, the partner link and then go buy stuff on Humble, then I get a tiny percentage of that. And it helps a lot with, you know, another revenue stream to keep the lights on and keep creating all this content. Yeah, it's always in the show notes or in the uh, video description or on Twitch everywhere. Always. So, if you shop on Humble Bundle at all, then by all means, feel free to use the link. It doesn't cost you anything and it helps me a lot. Okay, moving on. Okay, so second place was okay. Netherlands. Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I'm going to call him Dan Pruitt, because I know that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Uh, he won Dutch Nationals, and uh, it's apparently, it was his first draft as well, because his draft strategy is listed as question mark, first draft, exclamation point. That could also probably be because it was his first War of the Spark draft. I severely could, could doubt be. it's his first draft ever. You never know. You never know. Mm. I mean, you never know, but sometimes you know. But sometimes you know, you yeah. know? Oh, All right, I know. who's who's next? Okay, who's I have no idea who is next. Uh, I don't know either because I'm looking at the profiles so that I can give you non-relevant facts. Okay, Emil Castro Christensen. Is he next? Okay, so yeah, Emil okay. Castro Christensen was in third. Who, by the way, is some sort of Schrodinger's cat because his hometown is simultaneously London and Copenhagen. And this was his first GP. It was. 
And he top-aided. Damn. Not bad. Yeah, pretty good. All right, that means fourth place was David Brucker. Uh, from Munich? Yeah. That's about all I got on that one. You you can you can't see parts of him because he's camouflaged. All right, so that means sixth. No, fifth place would be Trist, uh, Tristan Laban. Uh, yeah. Where is he? He's at the top. Uh, Here we go. Tristan Laban. He, Laban. He's from Eindhoven. I don't know where that is. It just says Eindhoven, but that's where he's from. All right. Next place is Johan Prinzel. From Stockholm. Stockholm? Where in the hell is he? He's got a really good draft strategy, though. Pick some hopefully good cards. Maybe he's also wearing camouflage. I think that this is fine advice. When drafting... I suggest picking hopefully good cards. That is how that works. Uh, in next place is Jason Chan. That's a Maz. From, from Hong Kong. That is a Maz. Look, he's it even is, out yeah. of focus. Like a Maz is always out of focus. That's just him. It's like when we tried to take photos <laughs> at um, that SCG event and phones refused to accept. Well, that's because I was trying to get a picture of Jack and Jack doesn't show up on film. Correct. Yeah, yeah. He's some kind of freaky... Ghost Lurgoyth. That was really weird that day. I tried multiple times to get a picture of Jack with my phone, and it never worked when his face was in the picture. But when I would tilt my phone down and try to get a picture of him from, like, chest down, it would work, but the picture would be blurry. It was the weirdest thing. It is because he is, in fact, Sasquatch. I think he might be, yeah. But yeah, this this is Amaz, the streamer, who just... That's a second GP Top 8. So anyone who thought... Still thought that he was just a... You know, flash in the pan, we'll get a Hearthstone streamer here to promote our game. Look, he's made the top eight of two different paper GPs. Hmm, you know? Like, skills carry over. Well, he plays a lot of magic. Yeah. And then our final top eight person is Anthony Zupnik, who... From Leeds. Who's from Leeds. With another great draft strategy. No idea. Pick bombs. That, yeah. Agreed. Whenever possible. Leeds is in is in Great Britain, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, I think so. So, all right, there you go. Since it was so, limited, we we got nothing. Look at the structure of the quarterfinals and try to figure that one out. What do you mean? Like you know how normally it's like one versus eight, two versus seven, all the way through. This is weird. <laughs> one, two, and seven, five, and three, six, and eight, four. Yeah, that is weird. One and two are yeah. up against each other at the beginning is strange. I wonder if it's because they 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 were using flights. Oh, that could have been it. In day one, there were two thousand six hundred twelve people playing in this pre-release a G G P pre-release pre-release. That is not a small number. That's a big ass pre-release. Yeah, when I took the final standings, I think mine only factoring in the last day because they're a much smaller number but i'm gonna go with the article here of 2612 wow i wonder how well the local stores did i don't know i hope that they don't take too big a hit but that was That's always weird. there mm-hmm. 
All right. And that, I think, is it. Yeah. Huzzah. Right? Is there anything in the show notes? Yeah. We're out of stuff. Looks like it. And Clues only added one thing to the possible show titles, and I remember like five that I should have called out so that he would have written them down. Sorry, I, I was added actually, that one. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I was mostly paying attention and engaging today. So. I know, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I pulled that off, given the amount of sleep I had. So That's probably how. Yeah. I like how you get normal amounts of sleep when I'm out of the country. Yeah. I need you to leave the country. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. Squeak it the hell out. <laughs> I appreciate that when I'm in the same hemisphere as you, you operate at 70% capacity. 70? I'm being generous. I was going to say, that's generous, man. Dang it. All right, then. Let us, uh, let us wrap this up, gentlemen. Okay. So sign out time. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Squee Goblin Bob. There's no I in Goblin because it was on the set of Game of Thrones and I can't see it. Um, I don't watch yeah, Game of Thrones and I get that. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I, I put a note in here. Um, very briefly, I wanted to talk about spoilers. Not what they are, but specifically the fact that I'm kind of annoyed that after the last few weeks of everyone... Okay, nobody spoil in game. We all agree we're not going to spoil in game, and for the most part, as a society, we haven't spoiled in game. But people, the same people who are like, "Don't spoil in game. Don't you dare spoil in game. I'm going to see it Monday. I'm going to see it Tuesday." Come Sunday night, are like live reacting on every bit of social media they can find to Game of Thrones, knowing full well the people on the West Coast can't see it yet, and the people that don't have HBO, whatever, and are going to watch it later can't see it yet. And, like, the entire internet is, like, every second gets blasted everywhere. So if you vaguely care about this franchise right now and you are not watching it live, you are screwed. And it's really strange to me to see the double logic on this. Like, we all agreed that no one spoils Endgame, but this other thing that they also care about is completely fair game to just attack people with. So my my main thing on there is that if you care about a thing enough to not want it spoiled for you, don't talk about anything as it's happening on the internet unless someone else has wanted you to and it's not as public because you understand that you care about spoilers to some extent so maybe other people do too it's not just don't spoil it for me it's don't spoil it for people um i saw a, i think it was a screenshot of a tweet uh-huh. or something like that where someone said damn it Someone spoiled the end of Endgame in the title of a video on a porn site. And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, and you admitted that on Twitter. (laughs) Huh. I can't make any jokes without spoiling Endgame. So I guess I'm not going to make them. (laughs) But I saw that and I just went. All right. <laughs> okay, then. Um, th- there you go. Um, so, yeah. Um, Squeak Goblin Little Bob, No I'm Goblin on Twitter. And it, I will post things occasionally. And also, really, I'll make comments on people talking about Japan that will have more tweet likes than all of my other stuff ever. Because I'll go viral on things unrelated to magic. <laughs> right. 
Um, that's all my nonsense. Uh, go clues. Okay, I have several pieces of nonsense. I shall try to make them fast. First of all, uh, I did play some uh, Arena, but only on... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I played some War of the Spark, but only on Arena, not in paper, because unfortunately the uh, sign-ups for uh, the two-headed giant that we were going to try and hit on Sunday were completely full, because lots of people wanted to play the set. Kind of neat, but it was the only chance we had because uh, of timing of other stuff going on. Uh, but I did play it, uh, and I had a lot of fun. I lost a lot, and that was that was fine, I guess. Um, I like I like all the Planeswalkers in the set, and I know that seems like a silly thing to say, because of course, they're Planeswalkers. Who doesn't like them? But I really like that these Planeswalkers have static abilities, because then even if they're not, their other abilities aren't like super relevant at the time, they do subtly alter the dynamics of the game. And so I think that's really nifty that when a, a, from a story sort of standpoint, that when a character that powerful shows up, everything changes at least a little bit, even if they're not going to break the game. And so I'd like to see these sorts of planeswalkers continue going forward, maybe not all the time. And it's not like every planeswalker has to be like this, but working in these kind of lower power planeswalkers with the static ability on them I think is really nifty and it, it does it does neat subtle things to the game I like that a lot if you're interested in playing uh, War of the Spark on a uh, sealed is going on from now through May 20th and traditional draft has also started up that's going on through July 8th so you got plenty of time to do it but definitely check it out in other news uh, the great sort continues uh, it's nearly done so we've been sorting all of our uh, random magic cards from the over the years trying to get everything actually organized so we can get rid of bulk. Um, at last count, I think we have approximately, we're only estimating just based on what fits in the boxes. I think we have something around 15,000 extra cards. Like after we've sorted out, you know, like play sets of the stuff we wanted to keep, uh, we have gobs and gobs and gobs of stuff. Like most of it's like a return to Ravnica block. And uh, what's the other one that we've got just a ton of? Uh, maybe Theros block we've got a ton of. I don't know. But we got we got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so that's nearly done. Uh, we also have a shocking amount of uh, used sleeves that we thought we would use one day. And no, we're never going to do that. So we're just going to throw all that away. <laughs> um, which is why I brought that up earlier. That seriously, just get rid of them now. Also, sort your collection now. No matter how small it is, sort it now and stay on top of that. So you don't end up in the same situation we did. Um, I also recently watched The Tick on uh, the new live action Tick on Amazon Prime. It's it's really good. If you have Amazon Prime, um, definitely go and watch that. I really recommend it. I've not yet seen, end, seen Endgame. Uh, I hope to see it on, well, I know I'm seeing it on Friday with some friends. That's why we haven't seen it yet. Um, mostly I'm avoiding any social media that is not ukulele related. So I like go to ukulele forums, but I'm mostly avoiding social media. You might want to watch out for them, dude. Apparently porn sites aren't safe. So. Yeah, so <laughs> I I guess I need to just avoid those entirely. Um, also, this is finals week, at least for my school. So I know a lot of folks are going to be hitting finals here right around now. So if that describes you, uh, good luck. Um, you can get through this. It's just finals. It's going to be okay. Um, sleep is more important than cramming overnight. Trust me. Trust so, me. Speaking as an authority figure to the young people. Uh, ooh. Yeah. I am? Sure. Okay. What What is your reaction if someone in one of your classes spoils Endgame? And will they find the body? 
grades are not turned in yet. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I'm just saying, thematically, you could half something. I'm not threatening anybody. I'm just saying that grades have not yet been turned in. Nice. So, there you go. And that's all I have. Um, If you want to hear more from me, I'm on the Twitters. I'm at LockLuze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Um, Over to you, Chewy. I'm Chewy. Yay. So, uh... That's Chewy's name. It is. Uh, quick endgame spoiler. It turns out both of their moms were named Martha. Aww. <laughs> Aww, man. <laughs> Why you gotta tell him that? And it was Earth all along. And where did you hear that name? <laughs> That's my mom's name. Anyway... Uh, hi, I'm Chewy. Hi, Chewy. Hi. I'm glad that whatever this throat thing I had at the beginning, I was able to keep in check with judicious drinking and mints. Mm. But, um, right. So, if you want to check out other stuff I do, you can see it right here on twitch.tv slash themanapool, where I stream stuff. Two podcasts a week, you know, unless we're doing a pre-release episode, for instance. Uh, And also, video games. It's been a lot of Hearthstone this month. I was trying to push to Legend. I made it all the way to rank three. And then, uh, the night, actually, of the pre-release, I came home and I was sitting out there in the living room watching uh, something and playing Hearthstone on my phone. And I dropped all the way back down to the bottom of four. And now the stream, the stream, the season, the split ends uh, tomorrow. And I, we got Overwatch to play tomorrow night. Right, Squee? That does sound like us. We've got to defeat the highest level difficulties. Yeah. We've got like a week left, right? My old roommate Scott, yeah, it ends next week. My yeah. old roommate Scott has been playing the higher difficulties and then coaching us through it. I mean, we've He's knocked out... been really helpful. <laughs> yeah, we've knocked out Epic on, I think, everything except for Uprising, the original. Because the original was really hard. Yeah. but uh, We're also super out of practice on that one because we've been playing the other one. That's true. But uh, yeah, so that's the plan for tomorrow. Is We're going to try to knock out Legendary on Overwatch's Storm Rising Archives event. Not on stream, though, because no. you guys don't watch it when I stream Overwatch anymore, so I don't stream and Overwatch. We need anymore. every frame. That is like, true, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I glance at chat... The whole team will die. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. There have been numerous instances where we're playing it and, like, the entire team wipes because I hit the space bar slightly early or slightly late and glide to the wrong person, and then I'm dead, and then we're all dead. Uh, yeah. Everyone's dead. It, it, that's not an exaggeration at all. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, I was trying to hit uh, Legend on uh, on Hearthstone, and it just didn't happen. I don't know what happened that night, a pre-release night, Saturday night. I just, I was playing the same deck, and I was playing against the same decks, and I just couldn't win. I don't know what mm-hmm. was going on. I I don't know. But I just kept dropping, and I'm like, what? And I started it again, and then I'd lose, and I'd go, okay, that was just a bad draw, and it started again, and I'd lose. And I'm like, well, that was lucky RNG for them. And I'd start again, and I'd lose, and I'm like, now I think it's me. 
And I just... So I'm not going to make Legend this season for the first time. But since I made it to rank 3, that means I get to start at rank 7. So I've got a whole month to only climb 7 ranks. So I'm going to try it again next month. But probably not so much on stream. Probably not. Because I, I get the feeling you guys want me to stream something else. Although you might not. Let me know if you have a preference either way. Yeah, hey, Chewy, hey. Uh, why aren't you streaming Arena? I hate you so okay. many times. Just so many. But anyway, uh, over on YouTube.com slash TheManaPool, there's, guess what? Hearthstone and uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the World of Light mode. I hit the big climax, or what I thought was the climax. Spoilers, it wasn't. Right. And so I'm... Uh, I'm I'm still playing. I've got another stream and a half's worth of stuff, I think, to go up on. Two and a half stream? I can't remember. Worth of stuff to go up. But I'll be streaming that again soon, because I had to stop in the middle... In the middle of a dungeon. It was the Castlevania dungeon. Because I was dropping all my frames, so I just stopped mm -hmm. the stream. But I gotta go back to that. So I'll be streaming more Smash Ultimate World of Light mode very soon. Yeah, hell yeah. Because it's the only time I get to play Smash anymore, so. And I haven't streamed it for like two or three weeks, and it's starting to make me twitch. But anyway. But yeah, it's it's Hearthstone and Smash Brothers is what's going up on YouTube at the moment. Also, a couple of Chewy vlogs, me telling goofy stories right here on Twitch. And then I turned it into a YouTube video for the people that didn't watch it live. It's good stuff. So, Yes. But if you want to help support what I do, because remember, there's one YouTube video a day, minimum, that goes up on the YouTube channel. One a day, every day. Sometimes two. Sometimes two. There were two yesterday. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's one more. And then I get to stream, I stream four or five nights a week also. And I do the two podcasts. All of this content, this is totally my job. So, if you want to help me be able to keep doing that. There are a variety of ways to do it. You've heard some of them right here on this show. People subscribing on Twitch or using the uh, partner link or affiliate link or whatever the hell it's called on Humble Bundle. That helps a lot. Uh, you could also watch YouTube videos. Uh, you could also spread the word. Just get more people in here. That helps a lot. But the most direct way to help is by going to patreon.com slash themanapool.com and becoming a lifeguard. Lifeguards get a variety of perks. For instance, you get YouTube videos and Manipool episodes early. Yeah. You can get the early stuff and the odds and ends, which is a behind-the-scenes nonsense that is recorded before and after both Monday Night Magic and the Manipool. Totally worth it. I'm slowly getting caught up on those again. So sorry that I'm so far behind still. Hmm. It There's just means word. that whatever you hear, we've forgotten about, and when you ask us, we'll be like, yeah, I might have said that. Yeah, we, I probably said that. There's one where Clues swears a lot. One? There's a There's lot at least one. Oh, I can just, no, this is evergreen, no matter when he posts this. There's one coming up where Clues swears a lot. It's, it's true. It's true. But, uh, yeah, I got one posted uh, yesterday, actually, because I didn't want to put the pre-release episode together. Because pre-release episodes are great to record. They're such a pain in the ass to put together and then turn into podcasts and then turn into videos. I can't believe I used to do 
videos that way twice a week. That sucks. <laughs> it's so much easier now that we stream and I just lift the video and drop it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes. The Mythic Lifeguards get the early stuff, the odds and ends. This mint keeps getting hung. Hang on. Nope, that's not better. There we go. Stay on target. Stay on target. Uh, and they get the sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the end screen of all the YouTube videos each month. So I'd like to thank my Mythic Lifeguards, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Tim Yu, Hellas Haru, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Bosco Bertain, Casey, Fayan Says, Danny Liao, Jason Doan, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansons, Jason Kaus, Brian DeLucci, Stark Maximum, Keith Moody, John Parker, Violet Moon, Aleph Cat, Dan Holm, Bartle, Mike Millerburned, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. This stupid mint is killing me. Isn't it's it a lifesaver? Do what? Isn't it a lifesaver? Uh, yeah. And it's mm. exactly the opposite of that. You should work on that name. So, yeah, those are our Mythic Lifeguards. Thank you all so very much for your support. And to all of the Lifeguards at every tier, I love you all dearly. Because you allow me to keep creating this... Frankly, it's a stupid amount of content for a single person. I'm, I'm coming to realize that. Yeah. Like, it's vaguely ridiculous that this is a one-man show here. Not the podcast, all of them everything else all the production is a one-man show yeah so yeah but with that we're gonna be done with monday night magic number 651 just in time because bill's about to pass out Woo! i blame (laughs) clues clues is in my you know continent again yeah we need to get into separate hemispheres (laughs) yeah just don't go to australia Oh, God, no. Oh, no, no, no. Ter- drop bears. As far as I could have seen, but the drop bears took my eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good place to stop. So, thank you all so very much for joining us. And uh, go play some magic. <laughs>